Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, I'm going to be talking about two superhero games that came out recently. Wait, two superhero games? I thought there was just the one. I thought there was just Spider-Man coming out. No, there's a Hellboy game that just kind of snuck out of nowhere here. And boom, we have Hellboy Web of Word. So I'm going to be talking about Hellboy Web of Word. And of course... I'm also going to be talking about Spider-Man 2. Let's start off with the surprise of the two, Hellboy. So, what are we dealing with here? That's all for you. Four psychic spikes measured at over 180 BPUs. Your job is to find possible links between the spikes before they cause any further... Repercussions. <laughs> That's a fun word. Here goes nothing. Hellboy Web of Word, spelt W-Y-R-D. When a BPRD agent goes missing, Hellboy is sent to investigate, pulling him into the depths of the word. As I said earlier, this, this game just seemed to come out of nowhere. Like, I wasn't anticipating this game for very long because it just seemed to pop up out of nowhere. But man, when I saw the trailers to this, immediately I was like, ooh, I am really intrigued to check this out. And the biggest reason for that is... The art style. The art style of this game is amazing. It is so cool looking. This is like a picture-perfect recreation of the style of the Hellboy comics. Incredibly impressive. The the adaptation of style from the comics into this game. I, I don't think I've ever seen a game pull it off this closely. I mean, you got things like uh, Walking Dead games where it's like they kind of have a, a comic booky look to them a little bit, but it's it doesn't go all the way. It's like not a one-for-one -one, like recreation stylistically of the comic books like this is. I've never seen one go this far, and man, I love the art style of this game. Like, it just, it, it, it literally is like seeing the the comic books come to life, seeing them actually moving and walking around and you controlling Hellboy and stuff. So cool. And honestly, probably the highlight of the game as far as just, just such an amazing job done on this. And the writing for Hellboy is spot on. I mean, the this is just the, the classic Hellboy type of stuff where he's kind of grumpy, he's kind of childish, but he's also this big, tough, macho monster hunter guy. And uh, the, the I will say the voice acting threw me off a bit uh, because he doesn't sound like Ron Perlman, you know? And that's when I think of Hellboy, that's who I think of as Ron Perlman's Hellboy. Even though I like the comics, but when I read the comics, I mean, the, like, the voice and stuff is like Ron Perlman's Hellboy, you know? So it's like, it threw me off for a second there. But... You know, once you get used to it, the, he totally, you know, it, it works for Hellboy. And again, the, the writing here is spot on. The creature design is amazing. So they go into the word, which is just like this uh, alternate dimensions is basically what it is. And you go through different layers of alternate dimensions. And when you go into the different layers, there becomes different monsters, different creatures that you have to fight. And they are really cool. And again, it looks very much like it came straight out of a Mike Magnola comic book with Hellboy and stuff. It's, it's uh, very mythological kind of looking. It has a mythological feel to it, which is always the, the kind of thing that Hellboy is playing into. 
And so that stuff is all just really cool and really well done in here. Again, I guess that could tie back to like the art style and kind of the the design of the game visually and stuff. All that stuff is just fantastic. Uh, the the combat the combat is a bit mixed, honestly. Like uh, the punches feel good. You're Hellboy. You're big. You're tough, and you got this big stone fist. And so when you're you know punching some of these monsters and stuff, it feels good. It feels like you know it has a, a lot of impact and stuff when you're hitting things. But it is a little bit slow, which maybe makes sense. I mean, I mean, Hellboy is the big bruiser thug type of character, so maybe it makes sense to have him be a little bit slow. I. It just, it, to me, it didn't always feel as responsive as you would want it to be for a, a game like this. It doesn't feel like I'm able to, you know, to, to, to dodge out of the way of something and, and attack again as quickly as I want to. Or if I get hit, then I'm in kind of in this stun, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a little bit slower than what I would have wanted it to be. I would have liked if they had been able to keep the, the flow of the action going a little bit faster. And I mean, some of that could be the, the way that I play the game or whatever. But uh, again, it, it's, it's just a, a little bit on the slower side. It took a little bit more getting used to than I think, uh, it maybe should have. Uh, there's really only a few upgrades throughout the game, uh, but they do make a g difference gameplay-wise. So even though the amount of upgrades is very minimal, uh, when they do happen, they do like change some of your strategies, and they change like they're fairly significant changes every time when you get you know the next upgrade or whatever. So that totally works, honestly. And and for a game of this length which is it's like a you know eight to ten hour game or something so not like super long it's for you to get through the campaign that's like plenty enough upgrades because they made kind of each one count a little more you know this is a roguelike game and i'm not a big fan of roguelike games roguelike games if you don't know they're they're uh i guess they're kind of like dark souls they're kind of like uh they're kind of like, you know, uh, Pac-Man and a lot of like the, the more kind of classic arcade -y type games too, just in the sense that you start, you start fresh every time. And so you, you know, you die and then you have to go back and you start the whole level again. You start the whole, you know, this whole big section again, and you can get upgrades and you can like upgrade and add on top and more and more stuff. But again, the, there's not tons of upgrades, like I, I said before, but it's 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 not my favorite style of game. I, I would rather have a, a just one overarching story that you work your way through and all that kind of stuff, like Spider-Man that I'm going to talk about in a minute here. So this isn't my favorite style of game, but because it's a relatively short game, because I, you know, like the, the characters and the world and stuff in here, it uh, ultimately it worked. If it was going to be really long and have these v repeating environments like this, uh, then it would get tiring to me. But they, they kept it kind of short enough that it worked, but, you know... Uh, long enough to make it a full-length game, I suppose. Uh, the the variety in environments is fairly limited, like, because there is different environments. You, you kind of go from one to the other, but even when you go from one to the other, they're more or less reskins of each other. Uh, the biggest changes is the monsters. There's, like, different monsters that, you know, will attack you differently and stuff each time. But the environments themselves, they are visually different, and there's some cool, interesting things they do with that. But they are basically the same every time. Maybe a couple little little changes here and there, but really not much. 
And so really a, a lot of the basically the structure of the game is there's a room, you walk into the room, you fight all the enemies in the room, you get the the power-ups, you go to the next room. You know, there's like little hallways in between each room, you walk through the hallway, you go to the next room and you and you upgrade and you level up throughout as you're going on a run, so you you're getting more powerful as you're going room to room to room until you get to the end where you fight a boss. And then once you fight the boss, you go back to the very beginning and you know, w w once you go and defeat the boss is when you can go and open up like the next level of uh, environment and, and stuff like that. But if you go into this like expecting, you know, really good video game story, that's not really what they got here. The story is decent enough. There's, you, you know, it, it holds itself together enough for you to get through and, and fight and do some of the action and see some of the cool worlds building and, you know, some of that kind of stuff. And for, you know, for, for Hellboy to have some of his one-liners and stuff. But it's... Uh, but the the story is not anything amazing. It's not this big, grand, overarching narrative that's like, oh, wow, really impressed me or anything. It really is kind of more about some of those roguelike elements. It's more about going room to room, fighting those enemies, and then, you know, you go to the next room and you fight more and more of the enemies and all that kind of stuff. And so that's very much what the game is. Again, not my favorite kind of game, but... Because it's short enough, and because I really enjoyed some of these other elements of the game, uh, it's okay that, you know, that wasn't my my favorite thing about the game, is, is, honestly, it's a big part of the game, because it's like, it's kind of the main thing in the game, but... I can kind of get over that being not what what I prefer in games because uh, I really like some of these other elements in here that are I think are really strong. Uh, there is some like weird glitchy like finicky kind of things like uh, when you can't and can jump off ledges is just kind of weird. Like I don't understand. I, I still don't know when and when you cannot jump off ledges. It's just kind of random seemingly. Whenever you uh, interact with something, it will lock your camera for a few seconds, which like it doesn't seem like a, a big deal, but it's 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 very annoying whenever you interact with something because it's just like you're just trying to do something and move on because you're just going room to room and room stuff, right? So you just want to kind of hit it and move on, but then you're stuck there with your camera like, uh, and it's it's you know it, it's just little finicky kind of things where it's like okay, I think they could improve some of these things in patches. It's not a big deal, and even with them there, it's not a real big deal there was a, a a glitch at one point where like a character's face didn't show up which was kind of funny uh kind of ruined the the cutscene a little bit there but <laughs> just again little things not a big deal ultimately uh oh yeah and like when characters are talking there they'll be like they'll talk a bit and then there'll be like a space in between the dialogue just because it's uh cheaper lower budget feeling game and and you get that kind of stuff in these kind of games and so just i guess be aware going into it that this is that is the type of game this is this isn't giant triple a type of game but it's it's trying to you know punch above its weight i think with uh especially man with the art style that's just what i am so impressed with with this game is it just so looks like the Hellboy comics to, to such an extent that I've never seen a video game go out of its way this this hard into trying to hit the style of the comics and stuff. It's so cool. So cool. Overall, if you like Hellboy, this is worth checking out. It's a lower budget game, but it's also a cheaper game. I think 
what did I pay 25 bucks for it brand new? I think it was 30 bucks, but if you bought it like the day it came out or something, then it was uh, 25 bucks or it was something like that where there was a deal on it right off the bat, which I don't know if that's a, a good thing or a bad thing, but that's what it was. <laughs> I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, even though it's kind of this lower budget game, I think it was, it was striking above its, its weight class, you know? All right, now let's get to Spider-Man 2. A lot's happened in the last 10 years. It's a miracle I'm even sitting here now. I got a second chance. And I'm going to take advantage of that. But I need you with me, Pete. We're going to heal the world. Guys, this is my best friend, Harry. Hey, good to meet you. Good job, huh? Still gonna have time for tutoring? We'll figure it out. I didn't know there were bears in these woods. Spider-Man 2. The relationship between the two Spider-Mans, Peter Parker and Miles Morales, is tested and strained as the mysterious symbiote Venom appears to threaten them, threaten the city that they love and their, their loved ones. And also there's Craven the Hunter in here, and also they introduce Harry Osborn. Oh my goodness, there's so much going on in this game, and man... Oh my goodness, the story in this game is just absolutely phenomenal. I was really wondering how they were going to handle the two Spider-Man things going on here, but I think they, the way they did it is really well done, because the first game was an all-Peter game, basically. The second game, you know, you got Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is basically the all-Miles Morales game, right? They show up a little bit in each other's games, but those are basically their own games, and then this one, it seemed like it was the two heroes together in one game, and so I was going, okay, is this going to be more the Peter Parker game? And and then we're gonna we're still gonna be like switching back and forth or is this actually gonna be like the two of them together but no they they like they shared the spotlight in this movie it didn't really necessarily feel like it was more of one spidey's game than the other in it you know it didn't i guess it didn't feel like it was just this is peter parker's game that happens to have miles morales like they were pretty much co-leads in the story which you know, for the story they're telling especially, I think is a, a really well done. I think that's a good thing here. And they have, you know, both have their own stories going on separately, mixed with the main plot. And then, you know, the main plot, of course, drives their stories together. And man, you know, the just the dynamics and the interactions between these characters is fantastic. The, the mentorship with Peter Parker and Miles Morales is just great. And then when Harry Osborn comes into the situation and he's this, you know, long lost friend of, of Peter and MJ. And it's like, oh my goodness, the, the relationship that they build with Harry Osborn is fantastic like like harry osborne was like mentioned in the last game but he never made an appearance but the the relationship that they like 
introduce with him and Peter already, uh, with Peter and MJ and them already in this game. It, it, you know, he just, he feels like an old friend right when he shows up. You know, he just, he fits right in and it feels like he was just kind of here the whole time, you know, and it's like, oh my goodness, they do that so well. And then his story arc throughout the game is mwah, fantastic, fantastic. MJ, I already mentioned her, but she's back again and uh, man, she's, she's great once again and her uh, relationship with Peter in this game is so well developed and more, uh, they, they definitely take it more places throughout this game, which was pretty cool. They, it's good stuff. This version of Craven the Hunter is so well done. Man, like when I see him here, I'm like, there is no way that when they release that Craven movie that it's going to be as good as this version because this version is so well done and so like kind of clued into to who he is in the comics and stuff. It's like, oh my goodness, this this game stays so not not necessarily faithful to the comics, but like, man, it, it has the the heart of the comics, you know, and it's it, and this version of Craven is is no different, man. He's so intimidating, and he's just this this force to be reckoned with, and is so driven by this this desire that he has, which they don't reveal till later in the game. So I, I won't get into it, but it's just so good. Uh, if anything, I wish there was a little bit more of him. Like they they kind of hold off on him for portions of the game, and I, I wish that, like, maybe they could have had him worked in a little bit more. Maybe it wouldn't have had as big of an impact in the end if they did, but I, I think maybe they could have worked him in uh, a little bit more a little bit uh, earlier in the game and stuff. But he's fantastic. And then, of course, the other major villain in here, you got Venom, and Venom is awesome. Just kind of... Uh, taking elements of the traditional Venom story and then twisting it and, and changing it for the, the sake of the game uh, in some fantastic, fantastic ways. I mean, there is some, some as I, I was kind of referencing it earlier, there's some pretty dramatic changes from the comic books in here, but it completely works because they, like, they stick to the spirit of Spider-Man. You know, everything that makes a, a great Spider-Man story is in this game and is done to near perfection. It is done so well. So even when they they take some of these characters and they change some things or they do some different things with the characters, it still just 100% absolutely works. And it's like, you know, I, I don't even question it. If you told me some of the changes that they would have made in this game, I would have I would have questioned it before, you know, I would have questioned it before the game, but that's, that's honestly the same for the first game, you know, the, the way they, uh, did some of the stuff with Otto Octavius in the first game and the way they did some stuff with like Aunt May in the first game and stuff, I, I would have like questioned, you know, was that the right decision in that first game? But then when you play it, it's like, oh my goodness, I guess it was because it's so well done and it still has the heart of Spider-Man, you know, the heart and soul of Spider-Man is still in this game completely, uh, even though they're, they're changing some things from the comics, you know, that says so it just, it works so well. It's so good. The way they weave the various villains stories together also is just seamless. It's just awesome. Like it, it doesn't really feel like, Oh, we're in the Craven section of the story now. Okay. We're in the Venom section of the story now. Okay. We're, we're in this section. We're in that. So, you know, it doesn't really feel like it's, 
segmented off too much. Like it, it feels like the, the stories just kind of flow together beautifully and it's just so, so well done. And one of the things I, I love about Spider-Man, and this this kind of touches on some of the thematic material in this game, th is that uh, so many of Spider-Man's stories have a focus on redemption, you know? Uh, redemption of the villains, redemption of, uh, you know, of e evil black-suited Spider-Man, uh, you know, even in Spider-Man's origin story is is rooted in redemption. You know, after he, he lets a criminal go and the, the criminal kills Uncle Ben and him becoming Spider-Man is kind of him redeeming himself and stuff. So it's like the, the theme of redemption is so core to the, the character of Spider-Man and that redemption is very strong in this game and it's so well done. It's so affecting, man. There's There is such powerful moments in here you know they got the they got the fun quippy comedic kind of stuff in here because it's spider-man and we're having fun but then there is some real hard-hitting drama in here that really packs a punch that is just like man this is this is peak storytelling in video games in my opinion man so good I like the balance that they strike with uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Like, he's still this loudmouth, obnoxious, you know, Spider-Man is a menace guy, but he's not, like, just off his rocker. At, at least not totally. He's, he's a little bit off his rocker. But in the J. Jonah Jameson classic kind of way, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, like, throughout the games at different points, he does actually make some valid points, you know? It's like... like He's still, like, totally antagonistic towards Spider-Man and stuff, but then he'll throw something in there that's like, oh, yeah, actually, that that part of what he's saying is, like, I, I kind of agree with that. That's actually, you know, uh, kind of true, but then, you know, mixed in with some of the more outrageous kind of stuff as well, which I, I think does make him more real because you know he's very cartoony of a character and he's very comedic relief of a character, right? He's, he's that style of character, but giving him some of those moments where it's like, okay, a, a little moments of like a, a little more honesty or a little more of, you know, you can see his point of view because you can see where his point of view is touching reality and where he's maybe not quite touching reality with his views on Spider-Man and stuff, you know? So it's, it's, it's well done, I think. And then they have another talk show in here, uh, some lady that I believe was introduced in the Miles Morales game. Uh, I, I think like the the idea with these two talk shows, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm just I'm just putting this on it. I don't know, but it seems like it's kind of like okay, this is the more liberal talk show. This is the you know with this lady, and this is the more conservative talk show with J. Jonah Jameson as the crazy guy. You know, <laughs> so maybe that's why I agree with him some more. You know, because uh, she's supposed to be set up to be like the likable, genuine ha character you know like oh yeah we always agree with her points but honestly i found her to be like that very like fake positive kind of character you know it, like the character that's like oh always saying the the right thing and kind of the politically correct thing or whatever you know she's always you know having the the hot takes or whatever that are just like the the politically correct takes you know so it's like they're they're not really that hot but it, it, to me it just comes across as very fake you know and again i guess that's that is real. There, there's people out there that, that come across to me that way just in the real world, too. So it's like, you know, I, I guess that's real in a way, but I don't think that's what they were going for with that character. But that, that is how that character came across to me. Uh, again, though, 
I guess even in that, you know, she would make some points that were right and stuff too. So was, I, I guess, you know, if, if you got the two kind of exaggerated extremes of different type of, uh, of, of talk shows talking about this type of topics, uh, I guess, I guess it makes sense. And, and you got both sides in there on both kind of extremes a little bit. So I've just been talking about the this story and all that kind of stuff, which is fantastic. But but like half the game, you know, it's, it's that's only like one half of the game. You look at the other half of the game, and what is it? It's it's gameplay, right? Your games have the story and the gameplay meshed together. So what's the gameplay here? So this is an open world game, and I think one of the most important aspects of an open world game is the mode of transportation. You know, is it fun to traverse this open world? Because if you just have an open world, but then you're you're just running from one point to the other or whatever and it's just not very fun then that's you know that's like a big detriment in my opinion to an open world you have to have fun transportation and oh my goodness just like the first game and this game dude tops it spider-man 2 has the best traversal mechanics in any game ever I think. Oh my goodness. Like, first off, the web slinging, the web slinging feels amazing, you know, flying around, swinging up and down, all that kind of stuff. Just an absolute blast. There's so many, like, little things that make it better. The way you fly around the corners and you can, you know, hit X and fly over the top of a building or, or the point launches and all that kind of stuff. This game adds a thing where you can, like, slingshot yourself off the side of a building or something just to fly super fast. It is very fun. And then the biggest addition to the traversal in this game is the gliding mechanics. And so, uh, I guess they're they're taking a little bit of, like, Arkham Origins or Arkham uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, all those games, and, and putting them here in this game where he can also glide around like Batman, you know, or like Spider-Man in the comics can. And this does change up the traversal a, a decent amount in the game, and it's it, it makes it feel a little bit different, but, but you can go back and forth. You have the swinging, you have this, and they both have the they both feel like spider-man and they're both great man it's it's so much fun this is the best traversal in any game ever oh my goodness and then the action is just phenomenal it is so so much fun so a lot of the action is similar to the first game which is just you know great fun action it's a you know it's it's a variation on the system of the batman arkham games but most action games are at this point. So, you know, it's it's a variation on that system of the 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 dodging and the attacking kind of thing. Very fast-paced, very, you know, up and down and in the air and all this kind of stuff just like Spider-Man is they they removed the gadget wheel which I, when that when I first saw that I'm like, "Oh wait, we don't have a gadget wheel where we can just like switch to different webs to use like that's weird and I did miss it sometimes especially like uh when I was trying to go stealthy in the the first game you know I would switch it over to the web where you hit him and he just flies over and hits the wall and he's automatically webbed up to the wall you know so it's like so for for things like that it did make it a little bit harder I, I guess it made taking away that wheel did make stealth worse in the game I will say that that said the stealth is not the best part of the game the stealth is it's not bad. It's fun still. And, and, you know, I still did several sections as stealth, but the, the, the more fun is in the actual actions is in flying in and just beating the tar out of everybody. And so, you know, getting rid of the, the gadget will, you know, I guess what they, what they took away from the stealth, they added in 
so much more for the the action parts by giving you these big moves, you know, by giving you, you know, instead of basically in the first game, you equipped different suits and they gave you different powers. Instead of basically having one of those powers, you have like several of those style of powers and stuff just right there on your character at all times. And, and that's kind of the replacement for the weapon wheel. And those are awesome. Those are so much fun. And so it's like, okay, to in my opinion, that's totally a, a fair trade because it's it's improving and it's adding to the section of the game that I like the most and maybe taking away a little bit from the uh, part of the game that is a little bit lesser. Still fun for sure, but a, a little bit lesser. And then, oh my goodness, when they when they introduce the Venom powers and stuff, dude, they are just, they're just so much fun. It, it just, it totally, like, oh, it opens up a totally different power set and, and while still sticking to that core kind of Spider-Man gameplay and just, oh... Oh my goodness. Like I was wondering kind of how how exactly are they gonna do this? And when I see it in the in the trailers, I was like, how much of this are you controlling? Like what what exactly is cause you're doing so much stuff with the Venom suit, but you that's what you do. You just you can do so much stuff with a Venom suit, and man, it's so fun. It's so, so fun. So, uh, much like the first game, there is some new uh, MJ-style sections in this game, you know, uh, by MJ-style sections. In the first game, it was all, you know, MJ sneaking around or whatever. Uh, this game, you got some different characters that you play as, so I'm just, there, those are the MJ sections, the MJ-style sections. Characters that aren't Spider-Man, basically. You still got those in here, and they are much more fun this time around. I think they're they're more well done there was in the first game it was too reliant on the stealth too reliant on oh you took one step out they saw you and ah and then you just restart and stuff uh happened uh, way too much the the first time at least I, I played that first game where it was like you know okay the the stealth though those are slower sections and while i get what they're there for story wise they do kind of uh, maybe bring the game down a bit but they change they change those sections up enough to make them fun. I, I don't want to. I feel like anything really that I say about those sections would be kind of spoilery, so I'm just gonna steer clear of that. But I, I think they kind of they changed those sections up enough. They they provided more interesting gameplay in those sections and stuff, uh, in addition to the interesting story to uh, really make it work. And uh, yeah, so even those sections, which were a little bit of a lower point in the first game, are still really solid in this game, really good. So another part in the first game that was like maybe a bit iffy <laughs> is the sciencey sections. Basically, they just shoved it in the lab in Otto's lab off to the side and you go and you do the sciencey. So you have to do one or two in the main campaign, but then after that, you know, mostly it's just random science things that it's like, "Oh, you know, put put these puzzle pieces together or whatever," and that's what it is in the first game. This game they still have, you know, some of those kind of styles of puzzles, basically, but they're a little bit more deliberately placed in the story, you know, so that it doesn't just feel like this kind of side thing, this this thing that's kind of tacked on, which is a little bit how it felt in that first game. They, they kind of integrate it a little bit more into the main story. There's certain points where you're investigating things or whatever, and you have to put these pieces together. Uh, oh, I guess almost Batman Arkham City-esque, where, you know, he's putting together, oh, where did the Joker, Joker shoot the bullet from? You know, I guess in some ways similar to kind of that. But again, it, 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 they use this to to show the the intelligence of Peter Parker, and I guess Miles 
Morales. Is Miles Morales is science smart as Peter Parker? You don't think he is, but then also he he does some stuff that's like, okay, maybe he is. <laughs> but it feels a little more naturally sewn into the story here, and it, it you know, it, it shows Peter being smart in a more natural way that, that works better for the game, I think. There is really very little bad that I can say about this game because this game is just top tier. The The worst thing about this game is that they have the the token woke stuff in here. They have the uh, homosexual characters. There's, there's a couple characters. They're all like, you know, very minimal side characters that just show up, but they're like, oh yeah, I'm gay. Oh yeah, I'm a lesbian. It's like, oh, okay, why did you, what? Okay. <laughs> but it's just like, the, this. it's just the, the, the uh, oh, we're just creating a game here that's really good, but oh, we got to pledge our allegiance to the LGBT. Okay, you know, all hail the LGBT okay, let's keep telling the story here. And so it's very minimal. It's it's uh, it's something that you will see as you play through the game, but it's it's very minimal and it's it's not too bad considering. Apart from that, this game is phenomenal. Like overall, this is this is just this is one of my favorite games of all time. It, it is my favorite character done the best that he's ever been done in video games. It's phenomenal. Miles, this is crazy! We call it a symbiote. And it chose you. Get it off of him! Ready for your annual physical? I'm the hero here. Not you. Alright, that's my thoughts on Spider-Man 2 and Hellboy Web of Word. What did you think of these games? You can shoot me an email, HelixReviewsPodcast at gmail.com and let me know. Uh, coming up here, I mean, we got Christmas time, we got New Year's, we got all the end of the year slash beginning of the year episodes right around the corner here. So until then, this is David of the Heel Reviews Podcast signing off. Bye-bye, guys.